Welcome to Shot Callers. I'm your host, Dennis Postema, and today is a very special day. We are with Dr. Izdihar Jamil. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 everyone. How are you? Hope you're awesome and having a fantastic day. May peace be upon you. Hello, Dennis. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. Now, Dr. Izdihar is a business coach and the number one international best-selling author. And if I understand that right, that's eight times over, correct? Absolutely. It's going to be two more times this year. So thank you. That's, that is amazing. And I am an author myself. I love to write. And I'm sure with being a business coach, I'm sure that's, you, you find a way to make it passionate about what you're trying to teach. And so that's, that's terrific. So what made you be, so with having eight uh, number one international bestselling books, what is it that made you drawn to this book and to doing the uh, book with Edwina with Phenomenal Feminine Entrepreneurs? I think it's just the fact that women coming together, I know it's like kind of like a cliche, but I've always felt like the safest, the best version that I can be when I'm surrounded by women. And especially with sharing stories, like women were suckers of like sharing stories. We cry, we laughed. We just love it. That's why we're the number one people that go to the movies, right? Because we just love stories. And I, in my heart, I'm like, if, if a little child, and if a one woman, if a little child can hear what I have to say and overcome obstacles, look, I live in America. I'm a hijab wearing Muslim women. It takes balls to wear hijab in America. Yeah. If people can just go through that and push through preconceived notions of the society and be who they are, like that's that's the greatest gift that's already like me for me and for other women to help live our legacy for years and years to come that's awesome and what so what was it like to be interviewed by edwina what can i say like um it was fun it was exciting it was also i just had a baby then my baby was like two months old it was crying in the background my husband was trying to comfort him the connection drop. This is like the reality of it, right? I've been cut. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm up all night. But then it's because like, and I just wanted to give up, Dennis, because it's just so hard. But I'm like, no, I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a reason. My husband is amazing. He's taking care of the baby and everything. He's good. Um, you know, my two other kids are supporting him. I can do this. And Edwina, you know, bless her. She was so patient. <laughs> she was so patient. I did give her a heads up. But this is the reality, Dan. It's like, it isn't easy to be on an interview, on any interview, the things that we have to move around, the things that we have to go through. But we go through it. And then when, when it's done, I'm like, oh my God, I did it. And hopefully someone's gonna hear it and you know, and, and take, take value from it or give them some hope and light. And I love that because that's so authentic and so raw. And that's what we're about on the television network and, and about <laughs> this show, because it's so true. We always hear the glamour of being an entrepreneur and all the good things that come with it. 
but we never hear about the hard work or the struggle and trying to juggle children. And okay, well, I've got to do, I mean, it's 6 a.m. where you're at right now. Yeah. We're sitting here trying, trying to get this interview taken care of. And it's so you're willing to do what other people aren't. And so I love that you're authentic about that and you share that. That's that's very true. It's it's not always a walk in the park, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It absolutely is. I think like people have just glamorized things so much. Oh my god, I make money while I sleep. I mean, like the reality is you don't know what that person did for the last six months, for the last 12 months, for the last 10 years. Like, yes, it's true. They make money while they sleep, but the things that they have to do, the person who they have to be, the things they have to overcome. Yeah. You know, like I just recently got accepted to be a TEDx speaker, which I've been praying for a year after multiple rejections. Okay. Like I can't. I literally called my friend, I this is what I like, you know, boiling out. But, and then I got in, but people don't know, right, Dennis, the thing you have to learn, the thing you have to let go. It is upfront, it's glamorous, but there's also reality behind yeah. it. And reality behind it is what makes you to be the best entrepreneur or the best business coach or media expert that you're willing to be. It takes a lot. <laughs> everything. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I tell everybody all the time, I'm a 19 year overnight success, you know, <laughs> it's, and it, they don't see, everybody always sees the end game, you know, it, and that's a lot to do with the internet. And like you said, yeah, make money overnight and all this, mm -hmm. a lot to do with the internet and what we see. Yeah. We show that part off, but really yes. you want to be where I'm at, but are you willing to do what it took to get to there is, is what I always tell people. And, and that's what the difference maker is really. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. And even like with us, Dennis, how many emails have we exchanged in order to just set up this, um, this, this recording, like ordinary people are just going to give up yep. because it's just too much, right? Figuring out the time and then this and then change, oh, the baby's this, but this is what it takes, what people to understand entrepreneurship. It takes a particular characteristics. If you have this characteristic, you're gonna make it and it's about you know like i remember lady gaga when he uh, when her oscar winning um speech she wore the black dress with the oscar and she's like um it isn't about winning it's about how many times you get up after you fail and it's exactly what entrepreneurship is about is how many times you get up and willing to do all the hard work and then comes the ease and the success and the glamour and the glory and the you know, fun always there, isn't it? Even if you stumble, there's always fun to yeah. it. I couldn't agree. So what, what was it like for you to make the shift from computer scientists to an entrepreneur? Um, I, I, I feel that it happened to me when I was younger, like uh, with my late grandma. Uh, my late grandma is a homemaker. Um, but I always remember at her house on her table, there's always stuff that's either jewelry or clothes or hijab or food. And I call her mom in. Um, she just recently passed away. And, um, and I asked her mom in, why do you have so many stuff on your table? And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell it. And then like, who are you going to sell it to? To my friends. Why? Because I love money. You know, she's just like that. And my grandma always told me multiple times that she loves beautiful things, but she's a homemaker 
and my grandpa gave her a certain salary or allowances. So anything more, she has to figure it out herself. So she okay. figured it out. She cooked, she baked, she's um, sew, she sells stuff. She travels on her own money. She buys her own car. She, you know, she's like, she buys nice furniture. So she kind of taught me, you know, what entrepreneurship is like when I was younger, even, you know, before, even before she passed away, like, she's like, okay, you don't have to get me stuff. You just give me money. You know, like she just, <laughs> she just, terrific. She just, loves, she just loves money. And I think that seed Dennis was planted when I was younger because she, I saw what a woman can be she pushes through her circumstances awesome. i'm not sure i think you've come across quite a lot of people oh i haven't got the income or this or that my grandma has never had a nine-to-five job but she figured out how to push through that and get the things that she wants um that she wanted and um and i think that started me off and then come to the first you know my own uh, when I was pregnant with my first child uh, my husband was like start a business <laughs> and uh, right. the first child he wanted to eat healthy um, so we had a really simple idea delivering organic food from the farm to the customer's door because we wanted to see uh, you know the source of our food how the chickens are living are they happy are they flapping the lamb like god knows i know so much about chicken and lamb that you wouldn't believe and that's just a simple thing and i started it while i was doing my phd so it's just that of my grandma planting the seed and you know a need that my husband and i had a passion that we had I love helping women making their dreams come true. I love it. I love helping them being the best, being the best at the best at the top of the game. So that's how it started. And here I am. That's so exciting because I've been able, I've been fortunate enough to talk to a lot of these women and it's so cool. So would you say your grandma helped with the money mindset and kind of implanted that in you? I mean, cause it sounds like she had a very good mindset that a lot of us don't get to experience as children. We don't get to see, you know, we always hear about the money doesn't grow on trees and things like that, but it sounds like she was a go-getter and she just went out and that's probably very helpful to you as far as even with your clients, I'm sure, teaching that wealth and whatnot. Absolutely. Like my grandma is one of the people, sorry, oh, no, you're fine. She's, she's, she's one of the people that I love the most in the world. I'm sorry. No, you're okay. I couldn't see her for the last two years and she passed away. I couldn't see her. I'm sorry to hear so, that. So um, she, um, she taught me a lot of things. And one of that is that it's like, if a woman wants something, there's nothing that's going to stop her. Um, and I think like my, my grandpa did a really good job of um, training her because gave her a set of allowance if you want anything more you have to figure out yourself and she borrowed from my grandma you know if there's anything over she borrowed from my grandpa my grandpa was like, okay well, i'm gonna deduct it from your next allowance so she had a really so i learned i learned about money management indirectly sorry dennis no you're and okay then, uh, <laughs> nothing wrong nothing wrong with being authentic that's okay <laughs> thank you because you know what about her it just reminds me that 
and I, I didn't see him. So um, I learned about money management indirectly and how, um, and also about relationships and everything about my grandma. My grandma married my grandpa when she was 15. She's like, oh, he's this, he's that, you know, I've had someone else and this, you know, young love, right? But yeah. she stayed married to him and she never remarried, even though according to her, like she had a few proposals after my grandpa passed away, because my grandma is really beautiful, but she stayed with him, you know, throughout. So it's not just about the money relationship, but it's also about um, uh, what you call marriage relationship that um, she has. So yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. That's, <laughs> how do you think? I mean, obviously, you're a very strong woman, and you have a lot of, and you help women. How do you think your your background and your ethnic background has helped as far as, you know, what's it like to work in mainstream business for you? Scary. It's scary. Like, I remember when I first did my Facebook live, I'm like, oh, my God, Annis, I just cried. I'm like, oh, people are going to judge me. They're going to think of me this. They're going to think of me that. Because what happened to me when I moved to America was that it was the transition of the election. Okay. So uh, it was a lot of rah-rah going on, right? Because any 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 uh, election, there was always going to be a lot of things unsettled. Yeah. And I just arrived then. So it was, I lived in England before, if you haven't guessed my accent, the British Queen accent. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I lived in England before. And when I came to America, it was uh, the transition. And then I was like, a lot of things happened I've never experienced before. So I went to the grocery store, I would get verbally harassed. I pick up my kids from school, I would be called a vicious name. I literally had shit, shit thrown at my doorstep when my three-year-old daughter said, you know, my house was vandalized. So it was a lot of scary things, right? And then going on, mainstream business, online world, it's, it's completely new world. But, but there was... A moment when I was reading a storybook to my kids. My kids chose the storybook. They chose the story. I have nothing to do with it. I just read them. There was a line in that story that I felt that God was giving me a message. And I felt that my, my everything just disappeared. And I knew everything was going to be okay. And that's what made me you know, that's what made me move forward. Because who wants to put themselves in a scary, vulnerable, judgmental situation? And I never looked back. I worked in mainstream business. I worked in mainstream media. 90, 95% of my clients are mainstream. Can you believe it or not? Yeah. So, and I get connected to amazing people like yourself, like Edwina. And it's just been such... A blessing to to have it and I tell myself I'm the prize yeah. like I'm the prize I'm the queen in my kingdom. and so it is done that's awesome and I love that you have a, a no excuses mentality because there are so <laughs> there are so many haters out there for any of us and so I mean I I love that you have a no excuses mentality and you just push through it and that's such a great mindset to have. I mean, that's, I, you know, obviously we have passions to train people to do that. And that's, um, 
That's great. So would you say that that's, would would you say that that's was the turning point in your business to help you break through the glass ceiling or what's the turning point that really helped you break, crush through those glass ceilings? I think there's so many turning points of glass ceiling. That's definitely one of the biggest ones um, in, in that moment, because I felt that, okay, I just need to get this done, right? I always felt there's something bigger in me that, um, that, uh, that's out there, that, that's waiting to be unleashed. And, um, and I've always known that, you know, like Google is awesome. I didn't see myself sitting at a desk on Google for nine to five or Facebook. I was just like, ah. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, one of those little cubicle pigeon hole with the pictures around me. I'm like, oh no, I just want to be at home. And I want to be with my kids and I want to make money. And this is my vision of it. So I just... I just want to be on my kitchen table. This is my vision. This is my voice. I want women to have to be confident and strong in their own voice. And this is what it looks um, like for me. So that is one of the turning points. It was scary. And there's many other turning points. Like, for example, when um, Forbes, I mean, like, I was like, oh, Forbes doesn't want people like me. Look at me. You know, people Forbes just want people like you. And then I've like had this draw, you know, this uh, feeling, limiting belief and everything. And that an amazing lady told me, what are you talking about, women? You're a hot property. Own yeah. it. And as soon as own it, within a few weeks, I was had a full feature on Forbes because there's not many women who's out there, right? Hijab wearing Asian Muslim women out there um, doing it. Um, so that's you know there's many turning points so don't worry if you hit one that's that's your meant to be when you hit that moment but know that i think and what you've learned in the past and who you've become is going to help you to push through the, the things that are going to happen. what what kind of advice would you give somebody because i mean it sounds like you've done a really good job at training yourself of your mindset and and like being like i am the person i am the in what kind of advice would you give somebody who is thinking about giving up an entrepreneurship and they just don't want to fight it anymore, you know, and they're just down on their luck as far as men mentally? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just going to, because I was reading this book, uh, Gary Chapman on five languages of love. And he said, love is a choice. The same with entrepreneurship it's a choice. The same with my marriage is a choice. Every single day you got to choose it or you're going to let it go. And one thing for sure, Dennis, I think you agree, but the moment that you choose your commitment, your honor, your word, extraordinary things happen. Yeah. Extraordinary things happen. Magic happen, miracles happen. You know, so many things happen because people, over over time, over centuries, people are attracted to commitment. People are attracted to commitment. Yeah. They're not attracted to pe- people who are pussyfooting around things. They're not. Right. Um, they're attracted to commitment. They're attracted to people who have a big vision. They're attracted to people who keeps on going no matter what. And I think the best of all is who you've become in the process. Yes. And how my kids see me 
how my husband sees me. My daughter is the number one international best-selling author because she wanted to buy a pony. I'm like, okay, darling, you want to buy a pony? Then we got to make money because <laughs> pony costs money. Yes. Like, okay, mommy, I want to write a book. Write a book. And she said, mommy, I want to be number one. Okay, sweetheart, we got to number. Mommy, I want to be, be in many countries. I want as many girls to read, to, to have a dream. So we did it. And my son now, who saw her sister doing it, Mommy, I want to write a book too, because I want to buy a computer to play video games. I'm like, it's just how the impact I have to my kids and the people closest to me to know that my kids now know how to make money. My kids now know how to have a vision. Um, it's just extraordinary, Daniel. like who you become. Should you choose to be an entrepreneur or whichever area that you want to be, maybe entrepreneurship is not for you, right? right. Maybe it's not for you. And that's totally cool. But the moment you honor yourself, the moment you start to give up playing small and go for big things, the moment that you start to honor yourself as the prize, as the queen or the king in your kingdom, Truly magic, miracles, opportunities, excellence happen. Like my book that's coming out, Woman Who Leads. Oh my God, I had a vision, Jack Cranfield, to give a review. And it just so happened, he did. Oh you know, God. like I just came big. I've got Jack Cranfield who gave a review two times, Olympian player. Like I never thought that was possible, but it's, it's just, it's, it's, playing big game that yep. nine to five job at Google couldn't satisfy me. Yeah. So sorry, Google, I love you, but you know, I, I used to go to you and everything, give a lecture, but this is my path. And I think if you, if you don't feel entrepreneurship, it's not for you. That's fantastic. Whatever your feel is, go big, go be the best in what you do. I love it. I love your way of thinking big because that's me too. I love that whole process. And for anybody who's not blessed with that, I would go read the book, The Magic of Thinking Big. But that's such a great, um, that's such a great mindset. And it, it gets us in trouble sometimes, but nine times out of 10, it's a good thing. And so cool to see like from your, your transition of just seeing it passed down from your grandmother to you to your kids and just seeing how that just that mindset all sorts of good things can be passed down too. And we need to know that as a country and, and as mm. people that all sorts of good things can be passed down too. You have to make the choice. Like you said, I love that you said, make a choice because I was talking to Eva the other day and she said, make a decision. And it reminds me of the same thing, make a decision and then make the decision right. And so, so that she was in the book as well. And that was, that's so true. Make a choice and then become your king or your queen. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very well put. So, uh, what tips or ideas can you offer other entrepreneurs that are that to help them hit their income goals while balancing family life? Because well, obviously you're good at that. Compared to, I mean, it's a tough it's a tough cookie. So that's it's gonna be messy, people. Okay, it's gonna be messy. Um, I think. Uh, you know, every master was once a disaster. So don't worry about being messy. Don't worry about messing up. There are times when I forgot to pick up my kid from school and I had to see the principal. You know, it's like all oh, messy. 
and that's completely okay. Because I was raised to be, I'm, I'm an, used to be an A type. My husband a B type. So I'm really, really, you know. So when things doesn't go my way, I get stressed out. And now I'm more like, okay, it's okay, you know. And be okay with messy stuff. And also, most importantly, as um, a mom, a woman, or um, you know, a father, it's okay to ask for support. It's okay to allow others to, to contribute to you. Like I tell myself now, I'm an excellent receiver. I'm an excellent receiver. I love receiving help, support. Um, like, you know, this morning I asked my husband to support me with my baby and my kids to support me with um, particular chores. So my kids do a particular chore every single night. They didn't do 20 different things. They just do one thing over and over and over and over again <laughs> um, until they're ready to be added another chore because it's the habit, right? The 66-day rule um, over and over again. And, and I think that's like the biggest thing is to allow to communicate what you want and allow others to help you and support you and to be messy to to not have it done right um, that's completely okay and also um like you know I have this thing of like um again from my grandmother like you know you cook the, the the woman or the woman or the wife that cooks for the family is the one that bans the whole family yeah. like from her cooking from her love so that's um, the thing that I still practice. Um, for my family, yes, um, every Sunday I get a day off and my husband uh, cooks or take care of the food. Um, and then every now and again, we buy outside. Even now with my kids, um, when we buy outside, mommy, you know, I want you to make it. They don't make it as nice as you make it. It's the love from the women or the dad that cooks is the one that bounces the whole family so I think that's hopefully that's of value to anybody I know it sounds like pretty um what is she talking about but that's truly what works for me everything is messy for me and that's okay the times when it's messy the times when it's like tip top um like I said every master was once a disaster so embrace your disaster and messiness allow others to help you and if you can um, cook for your family um, at least you know a few times a month and set the intention of that being the one that binds your whole family together the closeness and um, the relationship and when you do cook at least have a family meal at least once a day if possible that's like um, again one of the things in my culture and the rule because I find that Americans tend to have in front of the dinner, in front of the TV or different times. So that's something that's always taken taken with me in my culture. I, I definitely appreciate that too, because my family, that's one thing we always had. We always had dinner together, even with practices and everything and just trying to struggle and get it all through. We always had dinner together every single night. And to go off the the um, cooking and, and it being made with love, I, my mom always cooked for us as well. But every, every one of our birthdays, she would always make lasagna and she always made it a very special way. And that was our birthday meal was her lasagna. And it was always so amazing. You know, even now we still go to my mom and dad's house 
on our birthdays and still get lasagna that she makes. And it's just made, you can tell it's made with love. It's just something she's really good at when it comes to our birthdays. She does the same thing at Christmas time. Um, she would always bring to my grandmother's house in Michigan. We would always bring cinnamon bread and she'd make it once a year and she'd make like 16 loaves and it'd be every, every, uh, Christmas, but that was it. But then it was, you could just tell made with love is a very good mm -hmm. expression and, and very well put, but yeah. So I understand that completely. So, um, thank you. Yeah. It's one of the best things. Even if my mom, my mom or my grandma just cook eggs, right? It's nothing yeah. fancy, it's just eggs, but I could tell, I can feel it to my bones. And the same with my family, the same with my husband. One of the things when I gave birth is that I have a 44 day confinement where I don't do anything. I just take care of me and my family. And, you know, my husband and my friends would help out and drop the food or my husband cooks. And then they were, my husband's like, oh, I miss your cooking. I can't wait for you to cook. And my kids, mommy, when are you going to make this? When are you going to make that? It really is because love comes in, how do I say it like Janice? Like love comes in various forms, right? Sure. Whether yeah. food, you, you really can feel it. When you go to a restaurant of the same meal and when you cook it with love, you can feel it to your bones and feel it. That's why my kids and my husband, oh, can you just cook it? You cook it better. It's not that I cook it better, but because of the, the essence and the love, the care, like, um, Cooking isn't my thing. Uh, I love food. I, I am a foodie, but cooking is the way for me to eat, right? I wasn't yeah, going to go gotcha. hungry. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a fantastic cook. And because of the effort that I put in, but if anything, um, you know, cooking isn't scary. I, I couldn't cook when I first got married, but it's a learnable skill. It's a learnable skill. Now with Instapot, with the oven, God knows how many gadgets we have. Yeah. Like anybody can just chuck anything in, in that Instapot, press the button and then yeah. it is done. <laughs> well, I love that. And I think so many of those traditions, fortunately, some of those traditions came back with COVID. You know, if you look at some of the blessings that happened during the pandemic, people start making things and start learning those learnable skills. And I think it's mm -hmm. kind of a blessing in disguise that has happened because things that we forget about old traditions there's a reason they're traditions they work really well so well let me let me ask how does everybody get a hold of you if they want to if they want to reach out oh thank you so you can reach out to me on my website www.isdiharjamil.com um, i'm also on social media facebook insta twitter linkedin just search for isdiharjamil and then I'll, I love to connect with, um, for those who are listening, I love to connect with you if you feel in alignment with me or want to hang out with me. So I'll see you on social media. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. And I hope to interview you when your new book comes out, Women That Lead. Is that what it is? Is that right? Women Who Lead. Women Who Lead. All right. Well, that's, <laughs> we'll put that on the books and we'll figure that out as well. So thank, thank you so you. much for being a part of the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dennis. It's been absolutely fantastic and wonderful. And to those who are listening, I hope this be of value to you and may peace be upon you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.